Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. NACA is just relentless. This is the NACA way. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to NACA's American Dream Program. I am Angie Annette Thibodeau, bringing you more of what you need to succeed right here on NACA's program. We are so happy today. I just want to give a shout out to Damian Smith, who is out today. Uh, definitely want to give him a shout out. I'm normally with my, my, my co-host in with the most, so uh, missing him today, but that's okay because we got a double dose of what you need to succeed through the the NACA program. It is a beautiful day to be out house shopping. It's fall, y'all, and that's always a good time to be out there in the community. And guess what? With a 6.125 30-year fixed interest rate and a 5.75 15-year interest rate, you still can't beat that because even though the interest rates are rising, we are still below market and it's fixed rate. So right here through the NACA program, giving you what you need to succeed. As always, we are on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere else you can find. We are right there. Uh, you can always reach us at www.naca.com. And for today's show, go ahead on and put them hearts out. Join the show. Get engaged. Participate. Questions are already coming in, and you can always call in your questions at 833 771 That's 833-771-0500. A couple of weeks ago, we promised you that we were going to bring you this Halloween episode where the ghosts and goblins are just got you scared and fearful about the home buying experience. And Tammy Johnson and Eric Exum said, guess what? It doesn't have to be scary to purchase a home. So they're going to move all, or they're going to remove all those fears and make those jagged edges smooth. And we got them here right here by popular demand guys and there's nowhere else you're going to find this we got both of them here for you for you tammy johnson from the hand department and eric exum from our mortgage support servicing department hi guys welcome hi good afternoon Anjanette. thanks for having us back absolutely hey, hello, definitely good to be back hey also want to point out that not just not only do we have the 15-year mortgage and the 30-year mortgage. Mm -hmm. We also have a 20-year mortgage now with a lower interest rate. And today's interest rate is 5.625. Pretty excited about that program. And, and Eric, tell us uh, the 20-year is 5.625. So it's coming right between the 15 and the 30. Correct. Well, it's well, it's 50 basis points off of the 30-year mortgage. Typically, which, which, what's amazing about this 20-year mortgage that NACA does, pick typically the delta, the difference between a 15-year mortgage and a 30-year and, and a 20-year mortgage and a 30-year mortgage is virtually nothing. 0 0.0012, now maybe an eighth of a percent. But Mr. Mark Sinaka has negotiated for a whole half of a percent off of the 30-year rate to offer that 15-year rate, which means sometimes I'm sorry to offer the 20-year rate, mm -hmm. which means sometimes the NACA 20-year rate is going to be even lower than the 15-year rate as it was last week. So oh, I just want to point that out to everyone. The 20-year mortgage is a phenomenal mortgage product. You can get a bit more house or maybe even a lot more house in the 15-year mortgage because you know, you're know you amortizing over 20 years instead of 15, and you get a significantly reduced interest rate off of the 30-year closer to the 15, if not even beating the 15 as it did, as it fell into last week. All right, 212 is saying, is that for every area? That is for every area. When NACA offers, it's a great question. When NACA offers interest rates, the NACA interest rate, and this is one of the beautiful parts of the program, everyone gets the same deal. So you can buy down from there, um, but everyone starts with the same interest rate and same terms of the loan. So, you know, we don't use credit scores for anyone. Right. Everyone gets no down payment. Everyone gets no closing costs. It doesn't matter what your credit score is, it doesn't matter what your loan to value is, it doesn't matter what your debt to income ratio is, everyone gets the same raising terms. 
Okay. And this is good. Guys, you know what? I'm throwing up the hearts for you out there on Facebook and the phone lines are ringing. Let me reiterate that number to you one more time. It is 833-771-0500. Thank you, 602. 602 say, do I have to ask for that rate? And I'm thinking they're asking, do they need to tell their counselor they're interested in the 20 year or the 15 or 30? Well, hopefully your counselor is going to introduce all three programs or, or all three terms. It's, there's one NACA program, but three different terms, you know, lengths of loan with it. So hopefully your, your counselor, but it's brand new, this 15-year term. So if you beat them to it and you tell them, hey, I heard on the, I heard on the NACA radio show that, you know, you offer a 20-year term with a reduced interest rate, absolutely beat them to it. Make sure you do your homework, like we always say. You know, you should read your materials out there. Go to NACA.com. Make sure you see what's in writing and what you hear, what you heard here first and make sure you apply it to you. Make it happen. That's right. That's right. Tell them you heard it here first, guys. Again, we're right here giving you more of what you need to succeed in your home buying process. And Tammy Johnson says it does not have to be scary. Tammy, tell us what you do, what, what's going on in the hand department. And a couple of people want to know what is hand and will I need that in my process? Good afternoon. Thanks, Angina. So HAND is the Home and Neighborhood Development. We are the part of the organization that works to assess a property condition, determine how it impacts the household affordability. So where NACA's counselors work stringently with our members on making sure that they can buy a home that they can afford PITI mortgage payment, we're looking at the house that they buy. When you close, how is the condition of that home going to end? impact your pocketbook. And it doesn't have to be scary. A lot of people are buying uh, new construction and more pre-existing properties now that uh, the market's sort of slowing down and the prices are coming down a little bit. So we're starting to see a lot of people buy homes that are in need of repair. So you can work with hand to do a renovation, add money into the loan, as long as it doesn't go over 110% of the loan to value and doesn't exceed your qualification, you can make some improvements to a pre-existing property type and be able to make it a home of your own that still meets the budget and doesn't, uh, doesn't have any scary issues that might cost you later on down the line. I like that phrase, doesn't have any scary issues down the line. You're absolutely right. I'm going to work and on those puns today. <laughs> I love it, Tammy. It's so fitting for the occasion, for, for sure. And Papo, Papo is asking, can someone still use the program if they helped someone refinance, but they don't own the home? So if you refinanced and your name is on that loan, even though you say you don't own the home, you're financially responsible for the repayment of that home. And that shows that you have invested interest in a property. I know, Eric, you've got some thoughts on that as well. Yes. Um, so we'll work with people. So if what you're saying is mom and dad needed repairs done to their house, they couldn't qualify. I was living with them at the time. I helped them out. My name is on the refi so that I could do repairs with full documentation. That's something we would look at case by case and likely be able to help you out. But to Tammy's point, if you have ownership interest in a property um, and you've taken action to have ownership interest in that property, then on the surface, you would not be eligible for that program. And when I say taken action, I mean, if you inherited a house, you can still buy the house for you. That's, that works through this program, right? However, if you inherited a house and then took and then refinanced it, you took action to be a homeowner for that house, mm -hmm. then you would be ineligible. Mm -hmm. Good information. Good information. Thank you. Next question. And we do get this uh, 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 quite often, Liz Rod. Liz Rod is asking and throwing up some hearts for you for that question. Is this program only for people with children or can anyone apply? Anyone can apply. <laughs> you don't have to have children. You can have children. You can have dogs. You can have cats. You can have a grandma in tow. Anyone yeah. is eligible for the program if you meet the criteria. 
because we get empty nesters all the time. We get retired, which retirees are downsizing. And, you know, it's, we're in a, we're in an economic crisis here and they're looking for the best rate. They're shopping around for the best rate and they creeped up on NACA and NACA had everything they needed. They had the buy down, they had the lowest rate below market fixed rate. And so, yeah, absolutely. They got all the kids out the house and now they want to live. So this program may be just right for you. So or vice versa. One of my most proud things was uh, back in 2004, mm -hmm. I helped an 18-year-old woman buy a house. She she was very mature, knew exactly where she wanted to be over the long term, wanted to be near near her family. She was 18 herself, you know, long, you know, no kids in her her near future, as she said at the time, you know. So her house became her baby. So um, she did a great a job. One. I love that. I and love just that. to point out, the only one that's not really eligible for the program are investors. Whether you have children or not, if you're an investor, this is not a program to flip properties. So just want to put that out there because I know we have a lot of investors that listen to the radio show. We're all about working with you to maybe purchase homes outside of NACA and being able to sell them to our members. But And you can reach out to me on that, but uh, this is not mm -hmm. an investor program. If you're looking to buy a home to flip it to sell, you'd be ineligible for the program as well. Absolutely. You know, I should probably point out now that you said now that Tammy said that, mm -hmm. is that not only that, we're going to put a lien against the property to prevent you from doing it. So if you even try to sell or refinance within the first five years, you know, um, and if you're not if you're doing it not for a profit and, you know, you're not making profit, your company relocates you, that's a different story. But at, to Tammy's point, if you try to circumvent our eligibility criteria and you are an investor, you'll end up having to pay NACA back. The um, or the, you'll have to pay into the security agreement that's recorded, prorated at twenty percent per year for five years. So after the first, it's twenty five thousand. After the first year, you pay twenty thousand. Second year, fifteen, and so on. Again, we don't do that because we want money from you. We do that to put teeth in our security agreement to keep right. investors out. And Eric, let's talk about that real quick, because we did hit on that uh, a few weeks ago. And even after the show, we got a, a few questions behind the security agreement and the lien. After the five years, does that is that security agreement still in place? What happens after five years? Yes, it is. After five years, you the security agreement stays in place as long as you have the mortgage obtained through the NACA program. Okay. So after the five years, you know, you're no longer subject to the neighborhood stabilization piece in terms of repayment. That's only for five years. You're obligated for the eligibility criteria for the entire time. Meaning if you get caught renting out the house, not on occupying it, we can implement the, 20, the full $25,000 lien for mm -hmm. foreclosure. We don't wanna have to do that, but of course it, it puts us in position to. And that lien is not released until you refinance or sell your property or pay it off completely. And the positive aspect of that is it allows us, when you are looking to potentially refinance or cash out on a NACA mortgage, you're going to come back through NACA and we got to look at the payment of what the current mortgage and the future refinance cash out would look like. Because again, our goal is to make sure that you can afford that mortgage payment long-term, whether you're taking some money out of your house. We don't really want our members to treat their house like a piggy bank, because it's supposed to be for long-term homeownership. But we'll work with you when you do need to take some money out. And we're making sure that the two payments now uh, work so that we can subordinate in the third position. So there's a lot to do with the Neighborhood Stabilization Agreement. And I would recommend anyone coming through the program, read that document and ask questions of your counselor. It's there for a reason. And it's mostly there to make sure that we can help our members and they can afford that mortgage payment for long-term. Yeah, it's an excellent point, Tammy. I mean, I, I should I should really emphasize, uh, I think what Tammy was talking about, you can either refinance, pull money out, which, you know, if you got your NACA loan, you probably got a really low rate. And with rates right. going up, refinance does not make sense for a lot of people, for right. very many people at all. But uh, what a lot of people try to do is take out what's called, what's called the HELOC, a home equity line of credit. And to Tammy's point, we'll have to subordinate to that. So you'll have to come to us first. And I think what Tammy was explaining, that we make sure it's affordable for you. Keep right. in mind, tax laws have changed, so HELOCs don't make sense for most people. Mm -hmm. You would have to prove that you're using the money you pulled out to reinvest in your property to keep it still um, uh, tax exempt. Otherwise, you're going to pay taxes on the money that you pull out. Exactly. That is exactly right. And, and again, 
all of these these rules are or or roadblocks even are put in place as a protection. So think of NACA as making sure that you are protected. We we protect this program because we truly want it to be strictly for home buyers that are living in the home for true home ownership and investors that are trying to take advantage of the program to turn around and rent it to you. That's right. not the spirit of the program. So think of this as a layer of protection, okay? Eric, have a question from 702. 702 is saying, Eric, I want a I want a 20, and I'm thinking they're talking about the 20-year mortgage. mortgage. I think that would be best, but I didn't know about this. My counselor only discussed 30 years. What do I do now? Okay, There's, it depends on where you are in the process. So if you're still shopping, just make sure you tell your counselor, you know, when you find the house and you're gonna to have to do some math on your own or you know you can do some math on your own and figure out what's most important is your payment what you qualified for that p-i-t-i -I payment now you'll just use a mortgage calculator or the napa mortgage calculator and convert it to a 20 year so put 20 year for the amortization on it or you can use a general mortgage calculator or use 20 year um, now there's so many apps i recommend putting one on your phone i'm holding up my phone because it's background put one of the mortgage calculator apps on your phone so you always have it with you and just put in 20 year for the amortization. Don't forget to put your taxes and insurance in and then make sure then you can figure out how much house you can buy for that payment, okay? So if you're still shopping, easy enough, just your payment didn't change. 15, 20 or 30 year mortgage, you're just gonna do a bit different math to figure out how much house you can make an offer on. Um, and don't forget to include money for repair escrow if you know that house needs repairs and Tammy can talk about that a lot more. Um, now, if you're already at bank, meaning you've already found the house, you've gone through NACA credit access and taken an application, no problem. Just contact your counselor. They'll contact me or someone in my department, and we'll do what's called a change of circumstance. If you did that today, you would get today's interest rate for the 20-year loan. Like I said, it would start at 5.625. So if you've been at bank for a really long time and you started with a lower rate, then you know you might want to just keep your same payment or same same mortgage and pay it down. For for anyone who's went to bank anytime recently, and we close loans pretty quickly, so you you know you probably went pretty recently. You're probably in the six to seven percent interest rate range, so it might make sense for you to ask for the twenty-year mortgage if the PITI payment fits. And I agree with you, a 20 year is an amazing decision. You get equity in your house a lot faster because you're making payments a lot faster. You own your house a lot faster. So say you're, you're, you know, you're 45 years old now and you wanna have it paid off by the time you retire, 20 year is a great you know, option for you. And of course you start with a lower interest rate. So you pay less interest you know, in two ways. One, you start with less interest and paying less of a term means you're going to pay less interest over that term. Absolutely. So 20 is such a great option. Absolutely. Thanks, 702. And I hope that helped your, you make your decision. Um, Susan, Susan out there in Facebook land, throwing some hearts up for you, Susan. Susan is saying, where can I get a buy down interest in Connecticut? Trying to understand this question, Susan, may have to need you to come back in. Are you trying to buy down your interest rate? You live in Connecticut or are you asking that you're searching for an interest rate buy down? Not sure. I think she's also asking about the, there's a government Lamont grant, a $50,000 grant that she could use for buy down. Eric, I don't, I'm not familiar with that grant. Any grants that uh, you may have available in your local market, you'd want to present the grant paperwork to your counselor so we could submit that over. We want to take advantage of every single grant that we can to help our members get their interest rate uh, bought down or principal reduction, however that works out. But not all grants meet up with the, the contract terms with our lenders. So you need to submit that paperwork over. If you have a grant out there that can buy your interest rate down or reduce your principal or even repairs, bring those, uh, send those to grants at NACA.com. Also give them to your counselor, work with your counselor, see if you can get that approved. Usually takes a week or two and uh, you can get an answer pretty fast on how that would work with you. That's exactly right. We have over a hundred grants in our system already, but as wow. Tammy said, do your own research because grants could be as small as that county, you know, that city, that state. Like Tammy said, there are national grants, um, there are combination grants, there are grants even for certain neighborhoods. 
So, you know, make your real estate agent do their homework. You do your homework. Bring the grant to us. Like we said, as long as that grant has good terms and beneficial terms to you, we'll get it approved within a couple of weeks and we'll apply it to your principal reduction or your uh, interest rate buy down. Absolutely. Thank you. Susan, I hope that helped you. Lisa Sullivan, throwing some hearts out for Lisa. Lisa is asking, I had an appointment in October on, on the 26th that I canceled since my counselor told me that whatever I qualify for on that day would have to be the highest mortgage I can pay, even though my income increases in December. I don't understand that since my income decreases, my qualification amount would decrease. Why isn't the why isn't the same principle when my income increases? So I hate to hear that you canceled your appointment because yeah. I find each appointment to be very very valuable. I and think would have answered the question. Exactly. I think what your counselor is trying to say is if you take the appointment now, um, which which again I think you probably should have, is that you'll qualify you'll qualify based on your current income. We right. can't qualify you based on something we think or know is going to happen soon. We have to base it on what's verified as your current income. Then what you could have done or, or can still do is when your income does go up, look for an increase in qualification if the limiting factor is your housing ratio or debt to income ratio. If the limiting factor, meaning the reason your qualification was lower, was because of savings pattern, we don't assume that if you increase your income, you're going to have a higher savings pattern. You know, we, we have to see it for ourselves that you're not going to apply that increased income to a different lifestyle. You know, right. we need to see that you squirrel it away, save it, show that you, you are willing to apply it towards homeownership. And just to be encouraging, if you are at that point where you're ready to qualify, but you don't like your qualification amount, Get your qualification, get your financials, get out there with your real estate agent. You may find something in your price range and you didn't have to spend more than you were planning on spending. That's a win, right? And if you can't find what you're looking for in your qualified price range, work with your counselor on how to increase that, reducing debt maybe uh, increasing income. Uh, a lot of people are out there looking for other jobs, bringing in a higher income over a period of time, but at least get out there and see what the market offers in your current qualification. Don't drag your feet. Don't get nervous and don't get scared because you don't think you're going to find something. You never know what's going to pop up. There's a lot of people right now that are moving all over the country and they're trying to sell their homes to get out quickly. Diamonds in the rough, they're everywhere. And, uh, you know, if you don't jump and get your qualification, you might miss something that you wouldn't have normally had access to. This is true. This is true. 214 is saying, love NACA came through the program, but now I need a larger home, a, a larger house. As my family size has grown since seven years ago, can I come back? Congratulations, 214. Come on down. All right. There is some criteria for coming back. I'll talk about five of them and Tammy will probably talk about the other two. So I think I heard you say seven years ago. So you meet that one. The first one is it has to have been five years since. Okay. Since, since you closed. Second one is you had to have participated. However, on that one, we understand COVID. We understand that sometimes there's a challenge in offices, even though you made the effort to participate. So it may be a, we'll have a criteria that you document current participation um, to get through the participation. Third one is you must have had on-time payments for the most recent 24 months so uh, of the mortgage payments, so that you had to be on time for two years, the last two years. Basically, if you were struggling with that mortgage, you know, moving up doesn't make sense at this point. Um, the fourth one is you had to have owner occupied the entire time for neighborhood stabilization. The two that Tammy is going to talk about is you had you if you had a repair escrow, you. I don't know if you want to get into those. What well, well, I'm passing on. Sure. If you had a repair escrow, you needed to complete it successfully. Anyone that defaulted on a repair escrow would not be eligible to use the program again. Tammy, and we have records of this. If they, if they are not, if they did violate any of those five criteria, uh, is it any recon on that? Can they recoup it? Can they redeem themselves? Is it anything they can do? Or that's a hard. That's a line in the sand. That's it. 
the line in the sand. We want everyone to utilize the program and we really encourage members to buy that first starter home, you know, get in, become a homeowner, come back when you're ready to move up or move down. Um, we have a lot of members that sell their homes to other members using our Napa real estate department. It allow, it saves you money and commissions and allows you to take more of your profit and put in towards the next home. But there are some hard stops, as Eric said. Um, we we need to see everyone uh, following the the policies and procedures. There's there's no workaround to that. And and keep in mind, I mean, you can if you are an excellent member and you just can't fathom buying a house without being partnered with NACA, then we get it and you can come back through. But this program was not designed for people to take a second bite out of the apple. Correct. So the fifth, the fifth criteria I was going to get into um, is that it can't be a third time. You can only do it because you can buy one, sell, and then buy a second time using NACA. But again, the program wasn't designed for people to use it twice. It was designed so that once you had that full counseling that we offer mm -hmm. and you, you know, and you had an affordable mortgage payment, you shouldn't need us the next time around. Again, mm -hmm. you know, for somebody like myself or Tammy and uh, Anginette and a lot of our members who are just so tapped into NACA, it's such a big part of our life. You know, it just wouldn't make sense to not use the NACA program if you're still eligible. You know, a second time is going to make sense for you. You've been volunteering. You've just been with us the whole way. You know, right. for you, the second time around, it's going to make sense. Um, but for somebody who just now you have a ton of equity in your house, right. you're selling it, you're walking away with, you know, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars you know, just to get the biggest, best deal, you know, we need to use our resources for people coming through the first time around. First time. And keep in mind, we might, um, and for some people, we do have a criteria, depending, it's case by case, that you're going to, if you're walking away with a bunch of, of cash from the sale of that property, you know, you'll have to, you'll have to put it into the next purchase to make the next one that much more affordable month to month. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about the stress of a high mortgage payment. Right. That is good information. 214. And that's Texas too, Tammy. So mm -hmm. 214, I hope that answered your question. And Tammy, I love you. Good looking out because you came right on the way and explained what Susan meant on the uh, Lamont grant. So I appreciate that, Tammy. Uh, 510, and I want to say that's California, but I may be wrong. But 510 is asking, will these rates get more under control because I was ready for home ownership, <laughs> but now I don't want to come in at a rate above 5%. These rates are unreal. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> I do not. I do not agree. And I know Eric might have a different perspective. I had a uh, young millennial tell me, Nack, are you going to fight these predatory loans? And I'm going to say, folks, y'all were spoiled. Do you like a good, strong economy? We got to get those rates back up. This is These are where the rates were about 20 years. They were good, sound rates. Hopefully, we're going to see them level off soon. But the days of 1%, 2%, 3% rates, that's just not good for our country, and that's not realistic. You need to start kind of getting your mind wrapped around this Five six percent. This is where rates are supposed to be for a good strong economy. Eric, I know you you have some. Eric and I debate this all the time. Well, no, um, nothing you said was inaccurate. See, when I, when yours and my parents were of age to buy a house, rates were fifteen percent and more, and that was and that that was a reasonable rate at the time. I mean, it depends on what the economy, the American economy is at the time. Um, no, a seven percent rate is not a predatory rate. You know, if you could, it's all about your affordability. You know, I think the question started off, are we going to help get it under control? I got bad news for you. They're going up, not down. Um, the Fed already announced that in the next series. So here's what's going to happen. I mean, if, if a microcosm of, of the way our economy works. Basically, the rates are going to keep going up until we have a micro recession. And then the Feds will stop raising the rates. Um, hopefully they can do it at intervals that it doesn't become a major recession. It just stabilizes, you know, inflation. And that's why rates are going up to ward off inflation. When the cost of borrowing money is low, people spend a lot more and inflation becomes a bigger challenge. So without getting too deep into it, you know, unfortunately, we do anticipate not because we're brilliant, but because the Fed already released the information that rates will continue to go up um, before they start coming back down. The positive aspect is the prices are starting to level off and come down. And the thing that I'm starting to see, which I know Eric and I love, is 
it's no longer a seller seller demanding market. I, mm. I've said this on previous right. shows. Yeah. Uh, these low interest rates were sort of an anomaly that allowed sellers to sell the worst junk house out there. And people were just standing in line and so much buyer regret, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. on the just the horrible properties that were being sold. Now, sellers are not just calling the shots. They are doing work and there's more uh, there's more buyer leverage in negotiating the terms in the contract. So you're getting there's a there's a balancing here. And I'm start I'm starting to see that. I think Eric, you are too. We're seeing a lot better terms, sellers uh giving a little bit more money. Uh we're getting there. So you got to look at the balance. Not one thing is great. It, it's a combination of many things that make the house affordable. Yeah. So here's your ideal situation, people. Is yeah, ideally, while rates are going up. As Tammy said, prices come down because we all buy a house based on a monthly payment. Mm -hmm. We know, you know, you know, unless you have cash, right? And we don't work with investors. So we know that for $1,500 a month, we know exactly what's worth $1,500 a month to us. Um, and you're not going to spend more than $1,500 a month for something not worth it. So we generally don't get focused on is the price lower and interest rate higher or is the price higher and interest rate lower? So right now, as Tammy said, as prices, as interest rates go up, prices you're starting to see stabilize and come down in a lot of markets. New Jersey are seeing coming down. And a lot of Northeast, we're actually seeing prices come down significantly. Awesome. We saw Absolutely. some markets that are that are lagging with prices coming down, Atlanta, Charlotte, Vegas, you know, some areas in Texas. But they will. They, they as rates go up, though the price, the prices come down. Your ideal situation is to buy at the lowest price point as long as you can afford the monthly payment. You might have the opportunity, you know, years down the line to go ahead and refinance. Then you end up with the lowest mortgage and the lowest interest rate. That's what a lot of people did, um, you know, when the rates came down in the last, you know, four or five years. And they bought a house maybe 10, 15 years ago and then refinanced it down to two and a half, you know, under 3%, you know, last wow. year when the rates really came down. That's ideal for you. Um, so just, you know, don't get in a rush. Buy the house that makes sense for you with a payment that makes sense for you. Don't worry about the cost of the house, what the interest rate is. Just make sure you can afford it and that house works for you and your family. Yeah. You're going to keep making your payments. And even if you go upside down for a little while, don't worry about it. You know, appreciation always comes back. A healthy market appreciates about 3 to 7% a year. In the last couple of years, they were appreciating uh, in some markets, you know, 15 to 30 percent a year. That is unhealthy housing market. And now it's balancing back out. And that's not a bad thing. As Tammy said, that's a good thing. Right. And, and on to our theme, I'm going to toggle back and forth. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our phone lines, bear with me because 510 came back and asked an additional question to their previous question, Eric. But let me just play devil's advocate for 510 because they're saying, doesn't NACA supposed to fight these issues? Would, why wouldn't you at least do, do something? So here's the thing. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about yeah. why NACA's in place and why you utilize Ooh, the services. Membership does It's scary for Halloween. It does scary. Um, it's scary. But see, what NACA fights is predatory and discriminatory lending. Right. There's nothing predatory and discriminatory about prime rates going up. Increase. Okay. Now, if they're focusing, if, if say, for example, um, women are getting much higher interest rates than men, that would be something discriminatory that we would take on. That's right? a fight. Say in certain neighborhoods, they're getting higher interest rates. But again, NACA is offering the same rate to everyone. Across so that's not a fight that we take on. But I'll tell you one that is with housing costs. When you have these Blackstones and, and invitation homes and these investors who come up and buy whole communities and then rent them out and drive the housing prices, the rental housing prices up in mass on scale, mm -hmm. that's a problem. That's the kind of thing we take on. You know, so rising, there you go. Rising interest rates, you know, that's normal, as Tammy's pointed out. That's actually a healthy overall for the economy. That's not something that we need to fight or should fight. But there are plenty of things that we do need to fight. And there's plenty of discrimination and lending that's still happening right now. Um, so we're here to make sure that everyone, you know, we work, we focus our program exclusively for 
low moderate income people and people purchasing right. low moderate income community, but everyone who comes to NACA gets the same amazing terms, which are, are for sure not predatory. Now, you can even get a low interest rate and have a predatory loan. If someone puts you in that loan and it wasn't affordable when they put you in that loan. So keep in mind that, you know, it's not all about interest rates. The other thing I'm going to tell you, you know, this is a time when, you know, and you should, everyone should shop. You know, NACA is, you know, um, uh, America's best mortgage. However, make sure you shop. NACA is not going to be right for everyone because of the security agreement we talked about, neighborhood stabilization agreement. You might want to be an investor. It's okay. You can still learn from us in our counseling program. You know, NACA is not for everyone, but, you know, just, just, Keep in mind, though, that when you're shopping, people are going to start talking about adjustable rate mortgages. And when interest rates are on the rise, that's something a lot of people um, could or probably should consider. Just don't forget, though, that's how the mortgage crisis happened or a big reason for mortgage crisis. You have to make sure you understand your margins and the index and make sure you do the math at what the highest possible rate you can get whether it's three years from now, five years from now, and make sure that that payment is affordable for you, not just the current payment, or else you're going to end up being forced to sell your property or getting foreclosed on, and maybe for bad timing for you. So be really careful of those adjustable rates out there. They might work for some people. For most family homeowners or individual private homeowners, they do not work over the long term. And refinancing shouldn't be the fallback. Like, don't sign off on an adjustable rate mortgage thinking, and this is what a lot of the predatory lenders did 20 years ago, yeah. get this adjustable rate and you can always finance, refinance in a two, uh, couple of years. That didn't work out. So mm -hmm. don't get an adjustable rate thinking your refinance will be the saving grace for you. You need to prepare for that highest payment, as Eric said, worst case scenario. And a lot of folks... Uh, don't really plan that way. If we all had that crystal ball, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't be here. So be wise about the decisions you make about a mortgage. And if we did our job and you went somewhere else with the tools and the education to make the right decision, that's all we wanted. That was our goal. And 510, I, I hope you take heed to what they're saying. These are the subject matter experts when it comes to housing and best approaches and things like that. They were back there when the foreclosure crisis happened. So they fought this head, head on. So NACA does fight these, these challenges, but if they are giving you information to prevent anything and you're in 510, and I did look that up, that is California, I can understand why you don't want a higher rate because of the housing housing crisis. But please listen to them. And as Tammy first started this segment saying, it doesn't have to be scary. So, And I'll, personally, and I know a bit about housing, I would much rather buy into a higher rate and a lower price than a, than a lower rate and a higher price. And I didn't want to say this, but think of everybody that bought the at the top price range last year. They're not going to be able to sell those homes right away. There's no flipping those properties and there's no getting out from underneath them because they're going to sell for less and they're going to have to come out of pocket. So Eric's absolutely right. Uh, just be patient and it we will see a leveling off. We do believe that's going to happen. And I love this next question coming up, Anjanette. Oh, yeah. Uh, is this from Biz? Biz is saying NACA conducts counseling virtually. In-person counseling is also important and thus tells us if there is a plan to do this in the near future. We should be doing in-person counseling right now, Biz. So if that's not happening, reach out to our phone number at 425-602-6222. Let them know you want to see your counselor in person. I totally understand that. But either way, the counseling that you get face-to-face -face or the counseling you get remote is going to be the quality counseling that you need. We have a lot of members that are coming out from outside of NACA traditional brick-and-mortar markets. This program is now available throughout the country, anywhere you are. We've got counseling available. So if we don't have a NACA office, we have remote counseling and uh, look us up, get into a virtual Homebuyer workshop, if there's yep. not a market there, and uh, get signed on. We're, we're ready to see from 
any state. I think we got someone in Hawaii this week, which we is do. very exciting. <laughs> we do. And the workshops, the virtual workshops are this weekend. So check us out at www.naca.com and sign up for a workshop today. Tell your family and friends who are interested. Tammy, Texas is calling you back. They say, I found a house, but it will need repairs. Can, can you help me? Um, get get repairs done can you help me get the repairs done my counselor is saying no but why not that's a good question and i saw that on the board it could be for a couple of reasons okay. you may be buying at your top qualification amount and you've left no room for repairs if your counselor's telling you no that's what i think is going on but hand has a property qualification and rehab escrow webinar that we hold every week Tuesdays and Wednesday, go okay. onto the NACA website and register. It's a live workshop. We do a presentation over property qualification criteria and rehab escrow criteria. At the end, we open up for Q&A, and that's a great time for us to talk about the different scenarios. But if your counselor's telling you no, get some clarification. How much room do I have? So if you qualified for a $2,000 mortgage payment that equated out to a $200,000 sales price or loan amount, and you purchased a home for $200,000, how much room do you have for repairs? That's the key piece. And we can talk about that in the hand webinars and get an idea. Uh, we do look at the property condition and push out a NACA repair list with estimated cost for repair. You can always use that amount to negotiate better terms to get your sales price down to make room for those repairs in the financing or ask the seller for a repair credit. Those are things that we can look at uh, on a case-by-case -case basis. There's options to make a rehab work, even if you're at your max, but there's gotta be some wiggle room. Do you have some money out of pocket that you wanna put into this? Buy down the interest rate to make room. There's all kinds of scenarios and I can walk you through those in more detail at our hand webinars. So definitely register for that. Tammy, before I let you leave on, on that note, Mo Better, Mo Better, thank you, because Mo Better always is on the show, and, and they're always reaching out. Mo Better is saying, how can I get in touch with Miss Tammy? Uh, I need help getting money. She told one lady that she could help her, and so obviously, Tammy, you must have helped her. And then on top of that, uh, 510 is coming back saying, a couple of shows ago, you stated that there are some landlord trainings. How do they get in touch with you on the landlord trainings? Good questions. Good questions. If I knew how to find money, I'd be finding money for myself. So I'd need some clarity on that question. I think we're talking about grants and how to negotiate uh, good terms. Again, you can go onto the hand webinar in relationship to, you know, best terms and how to work with your real estate agent to negotiate things from the seller in regards to getting money that would be grant related that's actually not my area but eric and i do help out a lot with that if there are grants out there that would allow you to buy down your interest rate reduce principal reduction or repairs as Eric said earlier, you need to do your own homework and look around, look at grants for the city, the county, the municipality. Um, if you are teacher, first responder, uh, there's all types of grants out there. Start online, talk to your real estate groups and professionals. If someone says that NACA doesn't use this grant, don't accept that on a, a, a first here response because we might. Um, sometimes they're wanting to steer you towards another lender with different terms. We, we can use most grants out there. We just have to run it through our lender, get them approved and make sure there's no conflict with our own contract terms that we have with our participating lenders. If you find a grant that you think might help you or several grants, send that information to grants at NACA.com and then the appropriate party would review that and follow up with you from there. Thank you, Tammy. I'm laughing at Erica here. I'm going to put it in there, Erica. I'm just letting her know. Erica, I'm coming for you at the end. I'll save you, Erica. Um, Gail is asking, how does one buy using the, the housing choice mortgage voucher? Great question. I'm so glad you asked that. So we, we are really unique in what we do. So if you get the housing choice voucher for purchase, we use the standard payment. So every area has a different standard payment. So I'll use easy math to kind of walk you through. So say your standard payment and you, and you get issued a standard payment based on the number of bedrooms, you know, studio one, two, three, four, five, and so on. 
right? So say your standard of payment is $2,000 a month. Of course, you already know if you're getting one that they're gonna, your contribution is 30% of your income, okay? We will help you find a property or, or you'll find a property and we'll get you the mortgage for a property for that standard payment. So the standard payment will be used up and the housing authority is gonna pay the portion of that standard payment less your 30% of your income. Well, we're gonna do it with the 20 year mortgage. And the reason we're gonna do that is so that you don't fall off a financial cliff after 15 years. So, you know, there are, there are the elderly and, and people who are permanently disabled. So you'll get the voucher for 30 years and we'll do yours on a 30 year mortgage. For everyone else and the vast majority of people, we end up doing it for, you know, you get the voucher for 15 years. So if you did a 30 year mortgage, then all of a sudden after 15 years, you gotta figure out how to go another 15 years. So we're going to do it on a 20 year to make the payment closer, you know, get you way paid, paid up faster. We'll even show you how to make a little bit extra payments over those 20 years, uh, over those 15 years. So you're actually paid off in 15 years, even though, even though it amortizes over 20. Mm -hmm. So basically the basic math is the, the standard payment becomes the payment you qualify for. So the housing choice voucher amount, find a property at that payment and mm -hmm. we'll get you the mortgage. Simple as that. And it's a beautiful program. That is really a game changer here this year. Uh, NACA launched this out and it has been booming in many, many, many cities. I'm so happy to see people uh, fired up to even become homeowners that they never thought they would, guys. Just it's, a, it's an amazing thing. So Gail, definitely take advantage. Uh, Sasha. You can do Sasha. a rehab loan with it too. Just I just want to point it out there. You can yeah. like... Tammy said, you find that diamond in the rough and you do that, re you do that, um, that rehab loan. I totally forgot about that. You are right. And Sasha, Sasha is saying, Kenton, this is a perfect question. I love this. Sasha is saying, can someone on SSI live in the NACA home, but don't be on the mortgage? I love the question until you said that, Sasha, but <laughs> let's answer well, it. <laughs> it's a good question. Um, and Tammy might have something to add to this, but of course you can. So, um, your family is your family. So everyone who lives in the home does not have to be in the mortgage. Now we're gonna counsel the whole household. Right. So just tell us upfront, everyone who's in your current household and where you think they're gonna be in a year, five years from now and so on, right? So if you have a 20 year old daughter or son, talk to us about that because they're impacting the finances of the household today, whether you're spending a lot of money on them or they're contributing because they have jobs and they're helping out and so on. We're going to counsel based on the affordability. Then when it comes time to buy a house, we're going to work with you on who you want and who it makes sense to put on the mortgage. And that might be everyone in the household, and that might be one person in the household. Uh, now, don't, don't sell your Social Security income short. Right. That is, a, that is fixed income. It is solid. We can absolutely use it, even if you just started getting it you know, a month ago. We can use it you know, towards the qualifying income and qualifying ratios. So if you are a long-term member of that household, you know, you can be on the mortgage if it makes sense for the household. What we will not do, however, what we will not do, if you're not a member of that household, we will not use your income just so that the ratios work or it looks like you can qualify for more. You know, we're a full document verification organization and we're gonna see who's truly in the household and or truly likely to be in the house purchased using the yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Well said. Yep. Couldn't add anything more to that. Thank you, Eric. Uh, 469, and I believe that's Texas as well. I, I'm going to double check myself, but why am I having a hard time getting my in-office, my in-house agent? He is never there and don't return my calls. I call the numbers that I have. Help me, please. So that's that's hard to hear. Um, we've got a lot of great in-house agents out there. I don't know what the specific scenario is for you, but we have a new and improved red line. So redditnaca.com is now being managed by uh, some real estate coordinators that we brought back in so right. that they can help with these types of questions and right you need a new real estate agent and we might have a new in-house agent available for you if we don't maybe a referral agent someone that knows the program and can negotiate the best terms so i would recommend that you email redditnaca.com and ask for a new in-house agent 
give an explanation on why the current one is not working for you and uh, someone should be able to get back to you right away because that new red line was very important so that someone had someone to communicate with. I believe, Eric, we also have uh, the real estate department on the main uh, call line. What is that? 425-602-6222 option. Six. So we have uh, the real estate coordinators now answering that line. So if you want a live person, call the main line or just email and request a new in-house agent. Just give an explanation on why the current one is not working for you so that the appropriate parties can coach and develop or add more real estate agents if they're overworked right now. And in that same vein, Jan is asking something similar. Is it possible to get a new counselor? In the housing search stage and debt has lowered since being qualified, but counselor is making me wait three months to review my file. Um, I don't think you, does, does she need a new counselor? Let's, let's she tap. She does not need up. a new counselor. The counselor that you have, the next counselor you get should be saying the exact same thing to you. There, There's criteria in your counseling process that is requiring you to wait three months. If you have extenuating circumstances that have changed that you believe would make you ready earlier, you need to get another appointment with your same counselor and walk through that criteria. But what one counselor tells you should be repeated by another counselor. There's not counselors out there that will get you through the process faster. It's about your circumstance, not about the counselor itself. Yeah, quickly to add to that, if they're telling you three months, it's because remember I said there were limiting factors. Some are housing ratio and debt to income. Sounds like your limiting factor is savings pattern, which it takes at least three months to establish. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think it's something different, I'm going to recommend you go to NACA.com, go to home buying, purchase resources, and look at the initial um, assessment that really walks you through your own limiting factors and will help you counsel yourself to them. So you can see if it's savings pattern or if it's ratios, right? Now, if you think it is just ratios and not savings pattern, we have done something very recently, which is amazing. Since your member portal has changed, you will see that virtually anyone can get an appointment within two weeks, generally speaking in less than a week, because we require full documentation up front now that freed up a lot of appointments throughout the country. So no one needs to wait you know, months anymore for an appointment. That those That's in the past. But again, to Tammy's point, if your counselor is telling you you have to wait because it takes three months to establish the savings pattern, it doesn't matter what counselor you get, you're gonna get the same answer. Same answer, that's right. Thank you, Eric and Tammy. Anel, Anel said, guys, what if a member gets qualified for a mortgage of 800? Would he or she be still able to find a home? We don't have that crystal ball, but where are you, um, yeah, where are absolutely. you So um, in the Southeast, there's still plenty of, pro well, throughout the country, in New Jersey. I mean, throughout the country, there are plenty of properties you can afford for 800 a month. Most of what I see $800 per month qualifications going toward are multifamily properties because you get help with the total mortgage. Uh, you know, I know we're getting toward the end of time, so I'm not gonna get too into it. That is definitely not for everybody. Right. Um, so make sure that you are somebody who has the ability to work your current job and be a property manager, because that's what happens when you buy a multifamily. So you, mm -hmm. have to, you, have, you must have the capacity for that if you buy a multifamily. Um, Tammy, and to Tammy pointed out earlier, those diamonds in the rough, right? You find that property that's really low priced because it needs a lot of work. There are very few programs out there who do mortgages that will do a repair escrow loan. Um, you know, there's a, there's a FHA program, but even that's very limited by lender. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of people have trouble selling those properties that need a lot of work. You get one of those for a very low price and or you work with a city grant program where they'll sell the property for a dollar. Mm -hmm. And then all you have to do is get the mortgage to do the renovation. $100,000 renovation, that's $800 per month in most you know, markets with, you know, when you factor in taxes and insurance, and now you have your purchase. So, so call your local, it's actually your local mayors you're going to want to talk to and your local housing services departments to, to really push for those dollar programs. Those are tax foreclosure properties that the city owns and they need to sell back to own occupants. 
we right. saw some really great deals over the last couple of months where someone purchased a home for twenty, thirty thousand dollars. It needed a lot of work. Now, the cost to renovate is it's pricey too. It can be very expensive depending on the cost of materials, wood, oil products. But what we did is we worked with the member on making the home livable and safe. You may not start with, you know, all of the bells and whistles, but you've got a 15, 20, 30 year time frame to go and do the improvements over time. So if we can help you find a home that uh, is low price, that needs a lot of work, looking at the cost of repairs and, and really focusing on safety, health, code violations and making that home livable for you and your family that you can, you know, do some sweat equity over time. We will work with you on that. We we've seen a lot of them over the last couple of months and they're great. They're the ones that we love doing because we know we're reinvesting in the community, revitalizing those homes back to being in livable condition. And we've got a happy homeowner with an $800 payment versus a 12, $1,500 rent payment that no one can really afford in that price range. Absolutely. Okay, I know we're rounding it up, but I want to make sure I get to Kim and Maxine for sure, because I know they've been waiting. Kim is saying, can we speak on payment shock and minimum required funds? We get this every time. They need to know the difference. And she's also saying, I can see my savings growing, but my checking is looking upside down. What am I doing wrong? This I'll is right up your Eric. Eric. Yeah, yeah I'll do speed round on this. Payment shock. And minimum required funds are two completely different things. Thank you. Minimum required funds are the minimum funds needed to make your purchase. That can come from any non-borrowed source, a gift, um, a settlement from an accident, wherever. Doesn't matter where it comes from as long as it's not borrowed and it's your money now. Payment shock is the difference between your current housing payment and your desired housing payment or the payment you qualify for. That is a concept where you have to demonstrate what your affordability is. For example, if you pay $1,000 a month in rent and you want a $2,000 payment, we can't just assume you can afford 2,000. What you're gonna do is every month when you pay your $1,000 payment, you're gonna put $1,000 aside. Next month, you're gonna do it again and put $1,000 aside. Are you able to, and you're gonna do that for a minimum of three to six months. Are you able to sustain that lifestyle where you're paying rent and putting money aside? Because if you did have a $2,000 housing payment, you're not going to have the $1,000 to put aside. Your payment's going to be the $2,000. Mm -hmm. You have to demonstrate that you can afford the $2,000 mm -hmm. to yourself and to NACA prior to qualifying for that payment. So they're both about money, but one is about demonstrating a savings pattern. The other one is about having enough money to make the purchase and have the reserves required after you make the purchase. And Eric, remember... Payment shock doesn't mean you can charge things to your credit card to offset your savings, because if your savings is going up, but your checking is going down, are you truly, really saving? Mm -hmm. I used to joke in the counseling process that we are really good at money laundering our own money. I'm putting money over here <laughs> and taking money out of there. But the reality is I'm just circulating my money around the different accounts. I haven't saved anything. It's all co all combined accounts that shows a savings pattern. So every month, look at what you have in every account. And if it's not slowly growing as a combined account, you're not really saving payment shock. And Eric is absolutely right. We're trying to teach you what that mortgage is going to feel like before you're contractually obligated to it. A lot of people are going to back up and say, I can't eat any more peanut butter sandwiches and ramen noodles. I need to have a lifestyle. We're not trying to change your lifestyle. We're trying to point out what your lifestyle is costing you. And does it, does it equate to a house? And you gotta, that's for you to decide how that's going to work for you. Absolutely. Maxine, I'm coming to you because I, I, I know I want to get to you. Can we borrow from the home's equity? Um, the short answer is no, unless it's been enough time. Like we said, you know, the, the way you would typically do that is through a home equity line of credit or a refinance. So, you know, as Tammy pointed out earlier, if you bought a house last year, you might not have the equity. If you do, you know, and you bought, bought the house through the NACA program, we're generally not going to let you unless you can really demonstrate the affordability is there and it's been you've been in the property enough time that pulling money out makes sense, i.e. using it for education, repairs to the property, 
uh, medical needs. Hardship. We're not going to just let you pull the money out and pay off non-secured debt like credit go. cards and things like there that because you shouldn't risk your house over credit card debt ever. And that is great sound advice. So Maxine, take heed to that. And I hope that helps you. Uh, guys, I know there's more questions, but the old clock on the wall say our time is up, but I will not end without you, Erica, as well as our 210, who always comes to Tammy's show. Um, mm -hmm. Erica is saying, Erica, Eric and Tammy, Thank you for giving us this helpful information, Eric. You are as bright to as bright to my day as the moon behind you. Thank you, EJ. And I know that's you, Erica. I love it. I did, Erica, I didn't even pay it any attention. And then 210 is saying, where can I find Tammy's workshop? Again, please tell me. I keep looking for her. She needs her own website. She's great to see. So Tammy, where can we find you? Go to NACA.com. You're going to go to the purchase section of the new website, scroll down to live webinars. When you click on live webinars, look for hand property qualification or hand rehab escrow. Everything's at NACA.com. You might have to play around with the new website, but look for the live webinars and you'll find it. Gosh, this is great information. Go ahead, Eric. Before we close out, I just want to get everybody, please get out and vote. A lot of early voting already started. Oh, so good. If, if you haven't already early voted, please do that if you have the opportunity. Otherwise, on Tuesday, get out there, please. Get out there, guys. Vote, this vote, is our vote. chance. Let's fight together. Let's be in it together. We're in it to win it. Thank you, guys. Tammy, Eric, I cannot thank you enough. Guys, still reach us on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages, and 833-771-0500. Keep those questions coming because we're going to channel them over to Tammy and Eric so that they can take a look and we'll follow up with you. So thank you for joining the America Dreams program. I am Anjanette greeting Tammy and Eric. I bid you farewell. Stay masked up still and be diligent, diligent in, in washing and sanitizing. Guys, take care. Thank you. Have a me. safe Halloween. Halloween. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com.